Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative. They do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we're going to have a great time with you here this morning on Montana Talks. We're taking your phone calls for the full hour plus It'll be the most unwoke hour of the week. We've got our friend John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter, sidekicking with us here uh, on the show this morning as well. John, always good to see you. Thanks for uh, for joining us here. Uh, God, already week two of the brand new year of 2024, a very big year. I got to ask you about this story. I don't know if you've been following this on Twitter or not. Uh, so the governor's mansion, the governor's mansion in Helena. Now, have you been following the governor's mansion in I Helena? I have, sir. I have. Now, I don't know what took place at the governor's mansion in Helena, but there's a lot of talk out there, a lot of chatter about the governor's mansion in Helena. Uh, so I'll, I'll break it down real simply since we have a quick opener of the show here. So... So the current governor's mansion, I've been in it. Um, it's it's a really cool house, uh, kind of a 70s-era design, nice landscaping, really close to the Capitol. So, but apparently it's, it's in need of millions of dollars of renovations. And the cost of, of doing those renovations continues to climb because, you know, Joe Biden, John Tester, inflation. Everything's more expensive. So they've been holding off on doing the renovations because they don't want to keep racking up the cost for taxpayers, right? In the meantime, Governor Greg Gianforte and his wife, Susan, who were very successful in the private sector, found this incredible, uh, historic Hauser Mansion in Helena, home to the first territorial governor. Uh, former Governor Tim Babcock lived there. I, I saw a video looking inside this thing. It's, it's incredible. I mean, impeccable, right? They went and bought the, the place and, are, and have offered to donate it for free to the state of Montana. I just think that's great. But meanwhile, at least one legislative Democrat is complaining about this and, and thinks that apparently we should be spending millions and millions of dollars. Uh, anyway, I just find, find the whole thing interesting. Well, it's a great philanthropic and political move by the governor. I mean, I applaud him on it. Beautiful, beautiful play. And th- that brings up a point that we need to be hitting this whole year for the next 11 months. What COVID showed you was that the most important vote you will ever cast in your life is not for president. It's for your governor. Okay. It showed you during COVID, if you lived in a red state with a Republican governor, you, I mean, you were free. You were open. If you lived in a blue state with a blue, or with just with a blue governor, you were locked down in the gulag. Your schools were closed. Everything, your churches were closed the whole bit. And what they're going to do next year, you mark my words there, Joe Biden gets back in there. He, along with all these blue governors out here, they're going to declare a climate emergency. You watch. And if you have a blue governor in your state, he's going to lock you down under that crap. Well, in so far, the only announced Democrat candidate for governor is a guy whose kids were on the climate kids lawsuit that already are trying to shut down the gas-fired power plant in Laurel. Exactly. Uh, and by the way, um, we could use a little heat, especially this weekend. Uh, you can bring the heat. Call into the show, 294-0970. We'll start with your calls next. Life is busy. The last thing you want to do is wait in line. That's why you should check out...
Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, I said we'd start with your phone calls, so let's do just that. We got Scott in Bozeman on the phone lines, listening to 1450 KMMS. Scott, great to hear from you. What's on your mind? Good morning, Aaron. Good morning, John. Morning. Um, I'd like to go back to the uh, to the alleged illegal aliens and these car crashes here in Bozeman on the interstate. You know, if we would take the COVID lockdown. Um, uh, principles from this administration. What were we told? Masks. We need masks. We need lockdowns. Uh, we need vaccines. If only, if they save only one life, it's all worth it, right? Isn't that what we hear all the time? That's well, right. Why can't this administration apply that same logic to the millions coming across the borders and all of these these bad bad players coming across and they're landing in every city in this country and they're landing here. Why can't we apply that same logic? Uh, and maybe some of these folks on our interstate 90 here would be alive. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Yeah. If it just saves one life. Uh, well, the mask mandates didn't work and the masks don't work. They don't even block viruses. Uh, but, but you're right. But they don't want to use that logic when it comes to the fentanyl deaths that we're seeing in America from the Mexican drug cartels, uh, from the human traffickers uh, that are coming across our southern border, uh, from the, the criminal. Uh, and I mean, look at how many people have already been murdered by illegal aliens in the past three years, right? No, it's, they don't want to apply that same principle. Right, right. Yeah, and good question, too. John, um, Scott, thanks for the phone call. John, you may not have heard this, uh, but uh, Scott would have heard this earlier this morning on KMMS. So uh, one of our listeners raised a really good question. So um, first off, there was a very tragic uh, case in Helena just over the past few days. Let me me find this headline here. But uh, a young mother, a young mom killed by a wrong-way driver on the interstate near Bozeman. Uh, KRTV had a story on the KRTV website here. I'm trying to pull up the the, the exact story in front of me here. But uh, anyway, um, her longtime boyfriend, they had a baby together. They had, he had to celebrate the baby's first birthday without the baby's mom because she was killed by a wrong way driver. What's interesting is that story has been in the news for nearly a week now. And uh, maybe it's been reported. Somebody please share with us if you've seen it. But we don't have any information on who this wrong way driver was. Now, we don't know if it was an illegal alien or not. In, in big picture, what really matters is not it, – it's just what really matters is the fact that, that, a, that a young mom lost her life and this baby's not going to have uh, the mom around, right? That's what really matters. But – what people are people are asking the question why do, and i reached out to the gallatin county sheriff's office to see if we can get more more information i have not heard back from them yet but but remember back in november and december we had two separate incidents where there were two different illegal aliens wrong way drunk driving on i90 in bozeman and then now just uh, within the past several days a young mom is killed by a wrong way driver on I-90, but we don't have any information about, about who the suspect is, apparently. <laughs> Haven't we heard, th- think about your, what you're hearing from the Biden regime and the entire Democratic Party. What have they said about firearms manufacturers? They want to tell you that firearms manufacturers need to be held liable for anything that happens with those guns that they make. 
right? How, how, I mean, it's, it's, it's ludicrous, it's ridiculous, but they say, they say it all the time. Well, okay, then, then let's take that. Why not every one of these illegals that's coming in here committing all these violent crimes? I want to see the Biden regime and Mayorkas and all of his people charged with aiding and abetting these crimes. You need to have some red state DAs out here charge them for aiding and abetting those very crimes that those people they let across the border committed. Well, apparently, was it the AG down in Missouri? The, the attorney general in Missouri is saying, OK, if you guys remove Donald Trump from the ballot, well, because of the crimes that are taking place on our southern border right now, I'll take Joe Biden's name off the Absolutely. ballot. Absolutely. Missouri. So yep. so that there he is. Uh, there you go. At least one example of a little hardball uh, return fire there. Uh, next up on the phone lines, let's go to Francis in Big Fork. Francis, always great to hear from you. Yes. I was going to say, you know, I want Wilson for the Supreme Court, Dan Wilson. And then he told me that this Corey Swanson is running for the, the, the another, another spot on the Supreme Court. So we got to remember those guys' names. And I still think that we should have Rosendale in the House because he's strong there and can put the brakes on some of this foolishness that I'd, I heard something uh, just barely that Johnson's caving, <laughs> our new leader. And so I don't know if that's true or not. Do you guys know anything about that? Well, we'll, we'll get John's take on that for sure because, yeah, that's something we want to talk about, the, the border uh, security talks, uh, the latest uh, spending agreement. They're definitely spending way too much money. Uh, it does sound like there may still be room for them to force border security, but I know John says it just looks like a straight-up cave already. Actually, John, let's get your quick take on that. Yeah, what came out here, um, I believe it was yesterday, is that in private, you know, secret back channel talks between Mike Jensen, the, the new Speaker of the House, and the Democrats. He has already outright caved on the entire budget, giving them their top line spending number that they wanted. Whereas, see, what, what, what they're not talking about is if he had just continued on with a CR, I mean, we would have gotten big cuts because they had written into the last deal that they were going to have cuts if we didn't get a budget. So he he not only gave it to him, he bailed him out. Well, yeah. Now, I do think there is still room. My biggest concern was, okay, so they agree to these top-line spending numbers without getting border security. But it sounds like there still is room for them to force border security into the equation. But I think we can all agree spending is far too much. And former Speaker Gingrich says, don't do it. Yep. Don't take the deal. state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, this is great. We're going to get right back in your phone calls here in just a second uh, because I, I just got this news in my email inbox earlier this morning. Uh, state Senator Ken Bogner, a Marine Corps veteran at a mile city, uh, is announcing that he is running uh, for Montana's second congressional district, the uh, congressional district in eastern Montana. And looks like he's on the phone lines. We'll get to his phone call here in just a second. Phone lines are open for you. You don't even have to be running for Congress, and you can call into the show right now as well. 406-294-0970. Uh, John, um, let's, let's get back to this um, budget deal conversation here in just a few minutes. But real quickly, I do, I do want to just echo what Francis and Big Fork had to say there. Uh, 
she uh, she called in a while back and, and was encouraging everybody to support Dan Wilson, who's a district judge in the Flathead for one of the Montana Supreme Court seats. And I got to meet him in Malta. He's got family in Malta, and he was doing uh, doing work on the High Line. So he stopped in and, and said hello to us during our show in Malta. So, yeah, he seems like a great guy. I've heard great things about him. But then uh, on top of that, as Francis pointed out, Corey Swanson is the, the county attorney in Broadwater County. A uh, fellow Iraq War veteran, great guy. I, I've known him for a number of years, uh, especially because of our shared military service. So, uh, so yeah, I, I got to echo what Francis had to say about the Supreme Court candidates there. Oh, if, if there's one place in Montana we are lacking, it's in the ju- judiciary. And, you know, any attorneys out there, y'all need to be putting in and running for these offices because, as you have seen, all of these Democrats out here that are judges, they are nothing but activists wearing robes and out there ready to knock down every good uh, piece of legislation that the legislature has done, that that the governor has signed. One man overrules all of them and, and all of you to put in place their agenda instead of the uh, people that we elected to do it. Democracy. Democracy. (laughs) No, tyranny. One man in a black robe gets to decide, no, I don't like anything they did. I'm going to throw it all out just for the sake of even some of the bipartisan legislation where even Democrats supported Republicans in these affordable housing measures. No, no, we don't want the governor to have any any victories. So we're going to throw that one out, too. Uh, All right. Let's see. Gary and Billings, Ron and Big Fork stand by. We'll get to your phone calls as well. But first up, we've got State Senator Ken Bogner on the phone lines. Uh, Senator Bogner, great to hear from you. Yeah, good morning, Aaron. Good morning, John. I uh, have big news today. Today I'm announcing that I'm running for Congress in the Eastern District. Uh, having watched all these national security failures, has been unacceptable to me. And as a Marine, I can't just stand by and watch them continue on without accountability. So I'm getting in this race today. Yeah, well, that's that's big news. I know. I think the last time uh, you joined us in studio, we were talking about a, a lot of your legislative accomplishments that you got across the finish line, signed into law uh, during the past legislative session in particular. And and it's interesting because everything that liberal Senator John Tester claims he wants to do, you actually did, and John Tester hasn't done anything about it. No, you highlighted that on the show. I made a video showing everything that John Tester had stolen from me, my identity. Um, I've had some really good legislation like the bill to prohibit foreign adversaries like China from buying our ag land. I passed that in Montana legislature. Governor signed it. And then, you know, Senator Tester introduced that, and it's in all his campaign ads. Uh, He hasn't passed it, though, so I think I'm the person to go to Congress and get it done. Why Why leave Miles City, why leave Montana to go serve in that swamp, or even some might call it a cesspool at this point right now? I mean, it just seems like, you, okay, you leave your life in Montana, you spend all the time on the road, you're in D.C. most of the week, and what is really getting done back there? What What is ever really going to get done back there? Exactly. I mean, this is why I joined the Marines, is I just, I care too much about the country to just sit by and let things continue on as they are without accountability. And part of service is stepping up and going to places like the swamp, places you might not want to go, but you're called to go to and make a change because it's not happening right now. 
and someone needs to go, and who better than a Marine? Now, uh, there's still speculation out there. We've talked a lot about uh, the the U.S. Senate race here. Um, uh, folks, there's a lot of folks that still anticipate that Montana Congressman Matt Rosendale, who currently sits in that Eastern District seat, that he will run for the Senate. Uh, I, I've been hearing that Florida Congressman Matt Gates is coming to Montana later this month, but that could be whether he runs for the House or the Senate. Frankly, he, he'd probably welcome that uh, appearance. Um, if if Rosendale does not run for the Senate, would you challenge him in that uh, primary? Yeah, there's a lot of rumors around that. I signed on to a letter encouraging Congressman Rosendale to run for Senate, I don't know, months ago. Uh, all indications are that he is going to run for Senate, and I don't, I don't want to start playing hypotheticals. So I'm in this race, and I'm ready to go today. All right. Well, uh, State Senator Ken Bogner, great to hear from you. Thanks for your service. And, uh, yeah, thanks for calling into the show. I know uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be hearing more from you and all the other candidates uh, uh, in the months ahead. Great. Thanks, Aaron. All right. Yeah, thanks for calling in. All right, 406-294-0970 is the number for you. Uh, if you got something you want to talk about, uh, let's go to uh, Gary in Billings. Gary, thanks for, for holding on the phone lines if you're still there. Yeah, I'm still here. Uh, thanks for taking my call, Aaron and John. Uh, last night on KTVQ, I had this commercial about Tim Sheehy taking buying stocks in China. And it just shows you the, the, the lies that they're doing. And we really appreciate you guys bringing us the truth. The last night also on KGPQ, the, the three-fingered mechanic is back. The, the, the three-fingered mechanic is back? Is that what you said? Yeah, John Chester. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you watch the, uh, the Grizz football game against, uh, against South Dakota State, the national championship FCS football game by chance, Gary? I did. Yeah. So, yeah, these political campaign commercials that you're talking about right now. Yeah, I, I saw all of those. Well, most of them anyway, air during that game, which is usually about the only time I'll see some of these campaign uh, TV commercials. But so phony. I mean, just all around the phony attacks against Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy coming from Tester's operatives. And then Tester's ads himself. I, I mean, I saved Hunter Zed. It's like, dude, you voted for the bill that was going to take away school funding from Montana schools unless they did away with Hunter Zed. Oh, but now you're the hero. I mean, just a phony all around. Well, like I said, that's why we have you guys. The moment of truth sounds strong. Hey, I like that. We got it. Gary and Billings, he could be like our voice guy doing promos now. It's, you know, a moment of truth uh, with John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter. <laughs> you watch Tester on Twitter. I'm telling you, Aaron, you know, like if you, you crashed your car one time years ago and, you know, you, you lost the use of your arm or you, you lost your use of your wrists, you know, you're, you're embarrassed about that forever. You know, I was stupid. I slid off the road. I was road. young. And I, I wasn't some paying mistakes. attention. You know, it's a stupid mistake. And you don't talk about it. All he does, he is the cutting off his fingers in this meat grinder. Great is like achievement. His, the greatest achievement of his life. Oh, look at what I did. I cut off my fingers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. That's that's a really selling point for you there, buddy. Good job. Vote for know. me. Yeah. I shoved my own hand in a meat grinder. Vote for me. Oh, my. I mean. <laughs> Come on. I mean, it's, uh, that's I, not the selling point you think it is. Pal, I put you know? the American economy into the meat grinder. <laughs> Vote for me. Uh, 
the southern border is wide open, you can thank me. <laughs> Vote for me. I mean, if you're still voting for this guy at this point, I mean, you might as well just put your own hand in a freaking oh, exactly. meat grinder. Oh, yeah, put other body parts of yours in the meat grinder. You might as well, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Now, uh, we are not encouraging anybody to try this at home, um, and, and we're not guaranteeing that if you put your hand in a meat grinder, you will be elected to the United States Senate. So please do not put your hand into a meat grinder. <laughs> you know you what, what Biker said earlier? I have one message for anybody running for office in Washington, D.C. What me and the base want to hear from all of you guys is not the, you know, business as usual bullshit. I want to hear from you. You are going up there to stop Joe Biden and stop the left and stop the rhinos. That's what I want to hear. Well, that's why I like. OK, so on this this spending agreement, we were talking about that earlier uh, after one of the previous callers. Look, I think we all agree that they've been spending way too much money. This spending deal would spend too much money. Now, I did see guys like Stephen Moore. Uh, Stephen, Steve Moore was a 2016 Trump economic advisor. He was a club for growth guy. So usually he would be in line with the Freedom Caucus guys. But he thinks that the top line spending deal that, that was negotiated is the best thing that, that, that the GOP can get given the circumstances right now. But former Speaker Newt Gingrich disagrees. He's telling Johnson, don't take this deal. Either way, it does still sound like there is room for them to still force border security in this latest package. But, but again, going back to our conversation yesterday, even if they finally do something about border security, they need to be held accountable for what's been done the past three years with the millions of 12 million illegals that have been allowed into this country. Well, what it's going to take, the, the border thing right now, they, they kicked that over to the whole Ukraine topic. They were, at least pr prior to Christmas, they were withholding Ukraine money, withholding Israel money to get concessions on the border. And now they're saying Lankford up there, um, you know, the, the rhino in chief there in, in the Senate, he has supposed to come up with a deal with the, with these uh, Democrats. And you know it is going to be a complete sellout sham. Everybody's just waiting to see the language on it that's going to come out this week. But they have to do something. They have to stop this. All right. 30 seconds to go before the break. Let's sneak on Ron and Big Fork. Ron, what's on your mind? Uh, yeah. Um, a few months ago, I was speaking to a buddy of mine who's a retired airline captain with one of the long... Uh, dissolved major airlines and uh, we were talking about uh, the status of aviation safety um, and uh, he told me it was, it was funny he, uh, he said I'll never get on another airliner again he says it's unsafe and I was just about ready to tell him the same thing and and this was before Pete Buttigieg became the Secretary of Transportation, I imagine. All right, uh, good teaser. Hold that thought, Ron and Big Fork. We'll come back to you right after the break. Uh, all right. This is where Montana talks at with Lane Nordland. For the second straight week, Gas Buddy says the nation's average price of gasoline has declined, falling 3.8 cents from a week ago to come out at $3.03 a gallon. Sluggish gasoline demand has led to the national average easing again and brings back the potential for the national average to drift under $3 per gallon. If demand remains weak, it's possible gasoline prices could fall further. Refinery issues in California have also eased, which will soon cause prices to decline in states like California, Nevada, and Arizona. Currently, Montana has seen lower gas prices than the national average. As of yesterday, regular gas was priced at $2.93, while diesel was priced at $3.62. 
In cattle market news, yesterday in Billings, the Diamond Ring Feeder Stocker and Replacement Seed Stock Sale took place. Over 47,000 head of cattle sold. Prices for replacement quality heifer calves pretty strong here to start the year off. A few prices I saw yesterday on the video auction had some all-natural cattle from the Cooney Brothers there south of Harlow. 100 weaned 560 weight heifers. All-natural again bringing a price of $2.91. While some nice heifer calves out of the Malta country weighing 500 pounds brought a price of $3.02. I'm Lane Northland. Have a great day. There's a... Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Well, now we got a caller calling in about the airlines, so i got to jump back on the Babylon Bees website for another satirical headline, of course. But first, let's, let's stick to the serious stuff for just a second. want to go back to Ron in Big Fork. So, Ron, you were talking with a friend who's worked in the airline industry. He said, I'll never get on a commercial flight again. Anyway, uh... I, I know we, we had this big uh, story about Alaska Airlines, and now there's a bunch of stuff in the news about Boeing, grounding, uh, doing some safety stand-down stuff. But uh, anyway, yeah, what more did you want to share? Yeah, I've spent my, since uh, 16 years old, I've been in aviation. That's the only thing I really know much about. I'm a airline transport pilot rated and uh, aircraft mechanic, flight instructor, Um been an aviation attorney since 1989, and I worked for a major, like the largest aviation underwriter in existence, and uh, got to learn over the years where a lot of the bodies are buried, you'll never hear about, but uh, dirty little secret, um, the FAA uh, is, is responsible for certifying uh, aircraft, not military aircraft, but civilian aircraft. Years ago, the FAA, what they did, there was a thing back then called Manufacturer's Delegation Option. They delegated the certification process basically back to the manufacturer, which, which is unbelievable. Uh, Boeing can basically certify the airplane and any other manufacturer. Uh, recently, Boeing was caught lying on the certification for the 737 MAX, and uh, somebody... Some people were going to go to jail, but apparently the Biden administration worked a sweetheart deal for two and a half billion dollars. I think it was a fine, um, and uh, they're still pushing these 737 Max airplanes out the door. Uh, Boeing is now requesting all kinds of engineering waivers uh, on the certification process. Uh, and you go back even early on with the 737, there were two major crashes: Pittsburgh and Colorado Springs where uh, the rudders went hard over and, uh, and and the airplanes went in vertically and killed everybody. And, and after a couple of years of screwing around, they figured out the hydraulic uh, valves were manufactured improperly. The story that's in the news this week, you know, here, here in recent days about uh, this flight where, you know, basically the window just 
fell out. You know, the window just, and so a hole basically was torn out of the side of this airplane. And thankfully, nobody got sucked out. And, uh, you know, they, and they were still at a low enough uh, elevation. But, but the biggest question is, uh, apparently, the warning light had been on three separate occasions on this airplane. And so that's why they, they weren't using the airplane to fly to Hawaii over the ocean. They were just, but they were using it for other flights. And so it's like, um, why didn't you just pull that plane out of rotation altogether, right? Exactly. Um, the only thing that's going to straighten this out are the underwriters when they start pushing their insurance uh, premiums through the roof. And I hate to say it because I'm a, I was a defense attorney for uh, aviation cases, but the uh, plaintiffs' attorneys, they got to go rip somebody's heart and lungs out for this. People are going to die. This airplane that just is in the news, it was only a couple of months old, and now they're finding loose bolts in, in a number of them. Wow. Uh, to hold it, the panel on. Yeah, well, and, you know, and we talk about there's a there's a few screws loose in Washington and, and really in corporate America anymore because, you know, when I think, too, about what, what's wrong with, with the aviation industry, they're, they're pushing so much of this woke political nonsense in business. They're pushing the woke political nonsense, especially in the airline industry in particular. And so it's like, can we just get competent people at the FAA, at the Department of Transportation, uh, at the head of some of these airlines instead of just the woke diversity multicultural check boxes john jackson your thoughts he was talking about them delegating and thanks ron for the call delegating the inspection back to the airlines you know instead of them doing their job well you know what aaron you think about that for a second what where have you seen that recently done seems like they did that with the covid vax that, you know, it was no longer an actual FDA, uh, you know, long years and years and years and years inspection of the vaccine. They just kicked it back to Pfizer and Pfizer said, oh, it's all good. It's safe. It's 98 percent effective. OK, we're all good here. You know? Well, <laughs> how'd that work out? And the FDA is the FDA is just a joke. I mean, regardless of, of whether people where people sit on the abortion issue, where the limit should be, where the limit should not be, whether you consider yourself pro-life or pro-abortion, whatever. The fact is, is if is if they are just green lighting pills that could be very damaging uh, uh, to young women, uh, especially if they're not seeing a doctor when they're ingesting this stuff. Like, yeah. Anyway, all, all sorts of questions. But uh, uh, before we get to our next callers, on a lighter note, though, I've uh, got to go back to the Babylon Bee here, the sat, uh, the satirical uh, Babylon Bee website. Uh, they they had this. Alaska Airlines adds new scenic view seat for a $30 upgrade fee. For, so for $30 more, you can get the scenic view seat on Alaska Airlines. <laughs> I, was, I was serving overseas years ago in, in, in Latin America, and we had been using the host nations, their police um, air assets, their helicopters, their fixed wings to, to do operations and, and go from place to place. And we finally had our embassy mechanic, the mechanic that worked on the American assets, he came down and did an inspection of the host country assets. And he came back right away, right verbally to our office and then put out a giant countrywide email we will never get on, you know, our personnel will never get on these air assets ever again. They are so far below code and inspection. It's a miracle. No, no one has died to this point. What, what year was that? What year was that? 1997. Oh, I think they're better about those inspections yeah. now. About In Latin America? <laughs> I think, well, I don't know. No say. 
<laughs> no say. They're not. Uh, no. Yeah. no. <laughs> That's why you just go. You can just go find uh, every attaché office in the defense in the dats in the defense attaché office. Hopefully, they have a pilot guy that works in the attaché's office. Just see if he can. You can bum a ride off of him, and then you'll be then you'll be all right. Well, and you're flying over the most dangerous territory in the world down there, jungle um, occupied by narco terrorists, and then you find out that air asset you were on is is not even airworthy. Well, it didn't help that you were, you know, had the the side door open and you were yelling out, show me where the Coke is. <laughs> no, no I was, get some. Get some. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Get some. <laughs> All right. Uh, back into the phone lines we go. We got Tim in Shelby listening to KSEN. Tim, thanks for the call. What's on your mind? Well, I got a question for you. If you know anything more about all the uh, funding they took from the VA to go down to the border. I haven't heard more on that. that? I, I haven't heard more on that. What about you? Well, I haven't either. I've got a hold of uh, a couple of the senators, and they said they're going to call me back, you know, give me more information, but I haven't heard anything there. And I'm just wondering, because now our VA clinic up here in Cut Bank, which serves a lot of towns, they're going to be shut down here next week. Really? And they gave no, they gave no reason why. They're not going to have a provider there. Oh, okay. Yeah, because docs so, come and go all the time. I, I've seen some great doctors in the VA, but they, oftentimes they don't stick around too long. Uh, so, yeah, keeping providers, yeah. No, I wonder what the story is there. Yeah, because the last we heard was that the VA was using VA personnel to process paperwork and claims for migrants. So, basically, you're using yeah. VA resources, which are already undermanned, to help process illegal aliens into this country. What a slap in the face. But, yeah, no, I haven't heard uh, the latest on that uh, myself either. Yeah, it's just, I'm just kind of wondering, you know, it's just, uh, it's pretty strange. You know, Democrats are doing what the hell they want to do. Yeah, it's, it's just crazy all around. I, I've heard, t well, I won't say that. It's just something I've heard. It's secondhand information. I, I should try to verify one way or another. But, uh, yeah, in, in terms of people processing, uh, well, maybe maybe you guys have heard something. I, I've heard, uh, let me just be clear. I, this is what I've just heard. I'm not saying I've verified this information, but... I've heard that they have some people that work for the Border Patrol here in Montana are being forced to process claims for illegals. But they're not even, like, actually meeting these people in person. They're just doing the paperwork remotely from Montana. So, so you don't even get a chance to see the people who you're being forced to do the, the processing on. It's it's crazy. John Jackson, your thoughts? Well, that, that kind of goes back to this whole – the whole budget thing and what Mike Johnson is doing up there. Republicans – if you want to fight, if you want to continuously pretend that you're fighting all these battles while simultaneously funding all of them, you're just lying to yourselves and you're lying to us. How do you fight these people? You fight them with the money. Take away their money. Cut their programs. Cut all of it. That's the only way. You don't fight this with words. All right. Let's see. Let's get a caller in. 30 seconds to go before the break. Kay in the Flathead Valley. What did you want to share? Well... Thank you. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Oh, okay, great. Well, I was listening a few minutes ago to MSNBC, not by choice, but maybe by choice, <laughs> and they were talking about presidential immunity. I'm a home health nurse, and when I go in the client's house, whatever they have on TV is what they have on TV, and my client is a, a strong Democrat. Anyway, um, well, okay. Tell you what, hold that, hold that thought. So you were exposed to the virus. Uh, <laughs> you're putting yourself at risk on the front lines, being exposed to Hamas, NBC. Hold that thought, Kate. We'll come back to you.
Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative. They do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, so let's go back to Kay in the Flathead Valley. So, Kay, you were, yeah, you were uh, going house to house, and you uh, you caught a glimpse of Hamas, NBC, and they were talking about presidential immunity. I like your Hamas, NBC. Yes, they, it, it probably wasn't necessarily a bad thing for me because I, what I normally listen to, I don't hear the opinions from Hamas and BC and stations like that. But yes, they were talking about presidential immunity and whether or not a certain man who's leading in the polls should have presidential immunity. And I'm thinking, so exactly, I don't understand what presidential immunity means and I need to be educated a little bit on that. So could I get a, a quick definition? Because I'm oh, good, sure I'm good not question. the only one that's ignorant. Well, so, yeah, so it's, isn't it interesting, though, that president, uh, apparently MSNBC, Hamas NBC, knows there is such a thing as presidential immunity, but they also know that Donald J. Trump should never, ever get what presidents get uh yeah no that's interesting well I'll, I'll toss that question to john jackson here in just a second uh kay thanks for the phone call and and man i wish david noble was here as well because he could give us his legal insight first though let me get to bill in belgrade because i know bill's been uh, been patiently waiting sneaking in another call here bill uh, what did you want to share yeah hey aaron um i'm just really afraid that we're going to end up with four more years of joe biden and, you know, and the reason is because I, I turn on the radio and TV, it's like there's no um, primary going on. They've only talked about Trump. I mean, you guys have been lifting Trump up for years, and there's no talk of any other candidate. And the Democrats are keeping their powder dry. They've got dirt on him. They're just waiting. You just don't see the ads against him. And he's pulling good now. But I think that's not going to last. And then you so look at someone you think like they've got dirt on Trump that they haven't. They, I mean, they have tried yeah. to throw everything at Donald J. Trump, and and it's it's all been phony stuff. But like, I, I just I find it hard to believe that they've tried to hold anything back on Trump when well, they have well, tried to throw you, everything. Have you, any, have you seen any anti-Trump ads? Uh, I, I, every day on, but it's normal cable news. It's not necessarily right, paid for news, advertising. I'm talking, I'm talking about attack ads. We haven't seen the attack ads, and they're going to be brutal. They're going to be showing January 6th nonstop. And then I look at someone like Nikki Haley, who's polling double digits without anyone like you lifting her up. If oh, she she's got. No, she's getting. A, I, I was at the Fox News website today. There were like ten different clips of Nikki Haley that were available. She, she was on last night. Did, did yeah. you see it last night? I, I did yeah. not. I mean, she. Was, you should. She was outstanding. She's smart, intelligent, and she would be. And like she said, a mandate. And if she gets in the White House, they will attack her just like they attack John McCain. They will do everything but they can. They of will course. do everything they, they can to keep her from the White House, just like they did everything they could to keep Mitt Romney and John McCain of out of the White House. That's partisan politics. I mean, everyone attacks the other side. That's just gonna, that just goes with the territory. But she would have a mandate. I mean, she would win every single state. I see. I disagree. I think the one thing that that kills Nikki Haley's campaign is the fact that she was on TV. She was on camera saying that yeah, they should be able to. 
to take body parts off of kids. Oh, yeah, 12-year-old wants to remove their private body part. Well, well, that should be up to them. Uh, that, to me, that crushes her in any campaign. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, it's not just that. It's, oh, but thanks, thanks for the call, though, Bill. Oh, yeah, let's send all our money over to Ukraine. Oh, yeah, let's censor people on... <laughs> <laughs> online. Let me tell you something right now. If you are for Nikki Haley as a Republican, you are not paying attention, okay? Nikki Haley is a Democrat. She is Mitt Romney in heels. I wouldn't go that okay. far, but I think that on, on some issues, I, I, I just think she... I, I, I really like Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, I would love to hear him speak at a big dinner here in Montana, because he is, he is great on some issues and, and a great spokesperson, right? He'd be a great public speaker, but but um, but here's the thing is that is that if you think that any one of these candidates aren't going to get viciously, falsely attacked the way that they went after John McCain and Mitt Romney, what they don't like about Donald Trump is Donald Trump actually won and that Donald Trump actually fights back and doesn't just sit down and take it. So. Nikki Haley is big GOP uniparty is what she is. She is business as usual. She will get us in all the war. She will keep on doing all the spending. She'll be right there, you know, telling you to take a vax <laughs> next time there's a, there's a pandemic. She is absolutely awful. I would not, if she were, by some miracle, if she was to be the nominee, I would not vote for her. Uh, I thought she did a great job as Trump's U.N. ambassador. Uh, uh, anyway, oh, see, we're getting really short on time here. Let's see. Um, or Kay in the Flathead Valley asked about presidential immunity. Do you, any thoughts on that, or should we wait till we get a David Noble in to talk about the legal aspects of it in particular? I know they are generally immune from acts they take during, as president, official acts. Now, I don't know whether that extends to anything that they could construe as criminal. I don't know the, the legalistics on that. Uh, so since we're short on time here, I got a message on our app from Sleepy in the Flathead. Uh, good morning, Aaron. Good for Governor Gianforte. Back to the donating uh, the Hauser mansion. Uh, he says, good for the governor, you know, donating this place to the state. But if the leftists ever win the governor's office again, they will surely be repurposing the donated mansion as housing for illegals. <laughs> I got to disagree. They keep the nice stuff for themselves. They put the illegals in your neighborhood. That's true. That's they, true. they put, you know, look at Missoula in the homeless place. They're not putting it in the university district or the rattlesnake. They're putting it in your neighborhood. Their rules are for you, not for them. Your kids got to walk by yep. the drug needles and the human feces.